Hey guys, my name is Grace and today's episode of Dream Green is another really special one because I am here with my old biology teacher for freshman year, Mrs. Scatillo. Hi, welcome. So last year I had your biology class and it was one of the most fun classes I have ever taken. So I thought I'd invite you on the podcast today to ask you a few questions about your job and how teens can prepare if they're interested in becoming a science teacher. So my first question is, how did you fall in love with animals and the environment? Alright, so I loved, loved animals from a very, very young age, and um, I always wanted to be a veterinarian when I was little. But then I found out that veterinarians had to deal with sick animals, and that was really hard for me to understand, especially at that age, and it made me really sad. So I decided just to learn as much as I could about animals that were alive, and how I could keep their species going. Because it makes me really sad when there's animals that are extinct and insects that are extinct and plants that we'll never see. So I guess that's where my love of the environment came from. And my mom was a farmer, so she is very much like you reuse everything. You do not throw out clothes after wearing wearing it for three times. You repurpose it because we don't want that in the landfills. So her farming attitude really got me into recycling and keeping that going. So that's one thing. What did you study in college? So college was actually really interesting. I started out as an English major with um, an education because I thought I wanted to teach middle school English. But um, I kept going through it and I was like, I don't think middle school is for me. So I kept my English major and then I focused on history as a minor. Thought that was interesting, but I kept going back to biology because I love it. So I switched my major entirely to biology with a minor in English and I ended up with bio and English, and I love it, and I'm really glad that it led me down that path, so that was wonderful. Yeah, so correct me if I'm wrong, but I remember you talking in class about how you worked in a really interesting place before becoming a teacher. Where was that? Yeah, so I worked at Nyabi Zoo. Um, It's kind of in the middle of nowhere, but it was wonderful. I loved working with elephants, giraffes, even the reptiles. Birds are not my favorite, but they're really important to our ecosystems, but I didn't really like working with them. They're kind of messy, uh, so that wasn't my favorite, but it was really cool, and I thought that I was going to be a zookeeper, so I was in training, I was setting up for the classes for it, and then my grandfather got really ill, and I came back up here, and I was having back problems from working there because it was just too much lifting. Like Animal poop is very heavy. <laughs> So that was way too much work. And so I came up here and I got a job coaching high school tennis and softball. And I fell in love with the high school age. And they're just so much fun to interact with. They have so many great ideas and they want to try things all the time. And I thought that was really exciting. So that led me into a path of teaching. That's so cool. So when you were at the zoo, what were the rewards and or challenges of that job? Okay, so challenges was definitely the physical labor. Like, and I was in pretty good shape at that time, but like the just lifting up animal feces, animal droppings, especially elephants and moving it from one place to another was really, really hard. Um, the rewards was the enrichment that you got to do. So I got to work with monkeys. I got to work with Arctic foxes. They just like dogs. They're so sweet. They want to please. And so it's really cool to see these animals learn every single day and it's simple things like the toddlers do with like this shape goes here this color here if I do that I get a reward if I give something to my monkey friend I get a reward for that so they they share it's kind of cool to see that innately they are like well this is the equal I'm going to share this with you because I got it you should get it 
too, which I thought was really cool in the animal world. Working at a zoo sounds super fun, so how did you eventually decide to make that change to being a teacher? So it was definitely when I started coaching, um, I just had so much fun and I was like, I love biology and I love coaching and I love sharing my love for tennis. Why wouldn't I share my love for biology too? And so I like it because it's something I'm passionate about and I get to do it um, with students every single day. So I went back and got my master's in teaching. Um, that was kind of tough because I was working at the same time as well, but it's definitely worth it in the end. Interesting. So can you explain what you do for your job on a daily basis? Okay. So before, um, I would obviously plan a lot, and a lot of it has to do with what we did the day before. So if there were certain questions that student had, or like a student had it in one class, I'd research that, make sure we're ready to go the next day. If they had a concept check or if they had something else, I would look at individual students, see who I needed to talk to. Um, what I should change in my lesson because sometimes students come up with these awesome ideas and questions or comments that I want every single class to hear. So I would love to be able to share that. And a lot of collaboration with my coworkers. We meet almost every morning, talk about new ideas, um, things that are happening in the world. How can we include it? Which is really fun for me. And I actually kind of enjoy grading because I'm allowed, I give this, I'm able to give feedback to the students and really see how they've grown and they continue getting better and better and that's really exciting and they can see their progress too which is cool yeah so i know you talked a little bit about this in your previous answer but do you like being a teacher like if so why i love being a teacher i'm so glad that i'm here it's basically this is my third career um i had worked at the zoo and then i had worked at um, an eco-friendly product distribution so like recyclable materials and compost but being able to be a teacher and interacting with students every single day interacting with people who also love biology and just being able to share common human experiences while being able to talk about something that I love, bio and chem, so I love it, it's the best. So you talked a little bit about why you chose to teach high schoolers, so I was wondering what are the advantages and disadvantages of working with high schoolers specifically? So advantages are the students are able to think more outside the box. They have so much more background knowledge, so they're bringing in all these experiences, and believe it or not, the older they get, the more they're willing to share with each other, which is great because they're getting more comfortable, and then we get to explore all of it together. Um, disadvantages are really hard, but I guess maybe as a teenager we get really sleepy because we're tired, and that's okay, it's our circadian rhythm, we can't help it. We are, they're literally set to stay up later and not wake up as early. So that's kind of hard too, especially because we're so well-rounded. You're doing sports, you're doing activities. So learning the time balance is really hard and what to commit, how much to commit to a subject, how much to commit to a sport. So that's something that's always being balanced out, but it's not a disadvantage, it's a good life lesson, I guess. Yeah, especially the freshmen that you work with in your biology class, we definitely, had some struggles trying to figure out what how much time to give to every single uh, activity that I did so uh, yeah definitely I felt that a lot so my next question is why did you choose to teach biology okay 
So I can, yeah, I actually, I can teach English technically because I have enough credits for that. But I chose biology because I love that it's always changing and I love that the environment's involved. I want students and I want more people to know what they can do to help protect it. And if I feel they fall in love with biology, they're going to feel more motivated to take those steps to protect the environment. What did you have to do to become a teacher? So since I went kind of a weird route, I had all of my content curriculum done. So I did a program at National Lewis University, which was about two years. Um, it was all the pedagogy, so the teaching part of it. So how does special education work? Um, what are different strategies to get students talking? What are different strategies for reading and writing? How can you differentiate and scaffold for students? So it's basically all the content I already had. I just had to figure out how to communicate that content efficiently for high schoolers. What advice do you have for students who may like a career as a biology teacher or a science teacher in general? So there's so many things you can do. Um, at a lot of schools, and at Barrington as well, they actually have some times where you can be a TA. So you could be a teacher's assistant, especially in labs, like chem lab and stuff. So that is one way to do it um, because you can see, you've already taken the class, now you get to see it from a different perspective of giving the content out and what you can do. Um, you can always be like a camp counselor for science-based um, programs. Those are really great. So you get to learn probably mostly younger students then, which is okay. And I would recommend being able to go on any environmental activities that you can do. So you get that hands-on experience so you can bring that back if you ever do become a science teacher and you can talk about it with your classes. Mm -hmm. So uh, do you have a particularly funny moment in class, like from a previous class that you would like to share? Um, so I think chemistry, we like to do a lot of demos, which is super fun, and I love it. But one time I had, I was making a pumpkin explode, right? I was doing a reaction, and nothing happened. So that was really stressful for me, because it was my first year teaching. I was like, oh no, what did I do wrong? But I went into the room, and I got a different pumpkin, and it completely exploded, and everything went fine. So I guess that was a good life lesson, though, too, because in science, not everything goes perfect, right? But it was very stressful at the time. But once we got that new pumpkin, it was great. It worked just fine. The other pumpkin was too moldy. So when I was in your class, one thing that really stuck out to me was that for the first time, I actually learned about global warming and climate change in school. So I know that a lot of uh, activists are pushing for more states to require this in their curriculum. So I was wondering, how do you feel about this and how has learning about global warming and climate change impacted students? Yeah, that's a really awesome question, and I'm so glad we added it into our curriculum. We added it in about two years ago. It used to just be an environmental, but it's so important for every biology, every student to be able to learn about this. And I think it's really important because students, a lot of times we hear things and we don't really pay attention to them, but we learn the science behind it. We see that it really is there, and there's things that you can do that help it. And I see students all the time saying, okay, I rode my bike instead of getting a ride. I unplugged my electronics to save energy. 
I made sure the lights were off. And those little changes make huge differences if everyone's doing it. And I like the fact that students are able to learn about their carbon footprint and what they can do. And then hopefully eventually they'll get into a bigger group and then a bigger group. And in the future, we can change things and try and reverse some of the damage that's been done. Keep it safe and healthy, our environment, so we can keep those animals around. Yeah, definitely. Um, I know the pandemic has forced a lot of teachers everywhere to teach on Zoom and change a lot of their techniques. And I'm wondering, how do you feel about this change and what have you been doing differently? Right. Okay. So um, some pros of the change is that I have learned a lot of new technology platforms, which is really great. And I hope to be able to use them when we get back to um, in person as well. Maybe not Zoom, but other things like that, like Jamboard and Nearpod. It's a lot, um, lot more ways for me to give student feedback individually without them having to put themselves out there if they're still shy or nervous at the beginning of class. So that's something that's definitely changed. Another thing um, is that I miss being able to see all the students' faces because a lot of times they're switching back and forth in Zoom between video and um, being able to do stuff on their iPad. And so one thing we are missing out on are those expressions, but it's great when everyone puts their video on and we can say bye for the day and then hi and answer the question of the day as well. So it's good to get to know them that way. All right, so that's all the questions I have for today. Thank you so much for being here with me, and that is all for today's episode of Dream Green. I hope you enjoyed it, and if you did, please hit that follow button or subscribe button, and you can also follow me on Instagram at Dream Green Teens. and until next time, don't forget to dream green. Bye!